And now, Overdrive Radio shifts gears to entrepreneurs in overdrive as we speak to entrepreneurs and visionaries. Hello and welcome back to our special hour where we actually have a very, very, very special treat. Uh, Our guest that uh, we have for this hour for you. Uh, I'm going to give you a little synopsis about his life and about what he, who he is and what he wrote. Uh, he's an author. Um, so he is an author of numerous novels, children books. I'm, tr- I'm trying to put this where. <laughs> uh, children books, screenplays, short stories, comics, magazine articles, and horror stories. Suspense, thrillers. Um, he has gotten so many awards and accolades hwa uh, lifetime achievement award uh he's bram stroker uh, uh stoker stroker <laughs> stoker award uh for a novel uh for his first novel um i mean i can just go on and on and on this gentleman is definitely a one of the gems that we have in the Orlando area, probably in my opinion, um, one of the most well-diversified uh, authors uh, that we have here in the Orlando area. Please help me welcome uh, our guest uh, for our uh, for this hour, Owl Gonback. Owl, how are you? Hello. Hi, <laughs> how are happy, you? Happy I, Halloween, guys. Happy, happy Halloween. Halloween to you too. So all ready for the trick or treating pumpkin beer tonight? Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, I got my trick or treating. I have the bag sitting on my counter, and it is going to be a solo mission between me, my kids, and my husband, and we're gonna gonna eat all the candy. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> It's it's funny. The gentleman that was in the show before us uh, said something really hilarious. He said. Uh, uh, and, uh, you know, for the fourth time, he's going to have to he's been working out of his house. So for the fourth time, he's going to have to go out and get more Halloween candy. <laughs> <he ate> it <laughs> all. So, uh, Al, um, give us a little uh, background on on yourself. Oh, I uh, conceived in Oklahoma, born in St. Louis. I grew up in the rural Midwest in a farming community. Mm-hmm. I mean, the closest town, it was so small, it only had one four way stop sign. Uh, oh, didn't wow. want to stay there, so I enlisted in the military at the age of 17. The time I turned 18, I was partying in Madrid. And wow. got out and opened up a bar across the highway from the main gate of the base. So I had all the officers coming to my place calling me sir, which was great. <laughs> <laughs> but you were still active, though, right? I was. Uh, I, I got out of the military to open the bar. Oh, you got out of the military. That. Okay, got it, got it, got it. <laughs> yeah, I, I was a sergeant at 21. And I, I, the next thing I wanted to do was open up a restaurant bar, mm-hmm. and we opened up right across the highway from the main gate of the base. So we did that for six years, and then while we were there, I started writing and came down to Florida, brought my sons down here to raise them in Florida because it was a better setting. Mm-hmm. And I've been writing ever since, and that, that was like 30 years ago. That's that's amazing. And and um, I mean, you know, without any doubt, just looking at the accolades and the awards and um, uh, and everything you've done in writing, um, there's definitely a phenomenal talent there. Uh, Have you known about I mean, did you know about it? It, Was it something that you wanted to do while in the military or owning the bar and the restaurant or was it in the back of your mind? It was in my early childhood because I was in the country. I mean, there was nothing to do. I was an only child, so I read a lot. 
Mm-hmm. And while I was reading, then I started imitating the people I was reading and started writing my own stories. Mm. And did it in high school and uh, did a couple classes in high school where I was writing people's stories so they could pass English class. And I was selling them for five bucks a piece. Uh, entrepreneur, entrepreneur yeah, very there. Yeah, <laughs> I was making the money. Mm-hmm. But I put it aside for the military, and I didn't pick it up again until my wife and I, after work, we had the restaurant. We were watching the Stephen King interview, mm-hmm. and she turns to me during the interview and says, why can't you be like him? I said, it's so stupid. <laughs> and that was the gauntlet thrown down there. <laughs> You know, I always hear that that it's, it always starts almost with the reading before the writing starts, that you sort of really start to develop that love of the reading. Now, let me ask you this. What types of books did you enjoy reading? Oh, I read a lot of science fiction, a lot of fantasy, a lot of horror. I was big on uh, H.P. Lovecraft, Edgar Allan Poe, Ray Bradbury, mm-hmm. Andre Norton, oh, yeah. so I, and Edgar Rice Burroughs. And I Especially Burroughs would always have the covers with the hot women on it, so that was a big draw for me when I was 12. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's awesome. Um, you know, uh, I as as you and I when we were talking before, I had said something uh, where uh, it, it's amazing to see such diversity in your writings. I mean, you know, novels, ch- children books, uh, short stories, magazines. Uh, you've done ghostwriting for for novels for other celebrities, it, horror. You know, it's such a wide range. Yet you've excelled. Well, they- at about well, everything. About, I'm a literary literary prostitute. I do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Hence the five bucks, right? <laughs> Back then, <Yep>. right? <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. But no, I mean, if people ask, they ask me to write a story, they they're always like, "Can you do this?" And I always say yes. Then I go home and panic and like, "What did I just promise?" <laughs> and, but it works. <laughs> That's funny. I, that went down the wrong hole. Um, anyways, uh, so you basically, like me, you say, oh, yeah, absolutely, not a problem, and then go home and go, oh, my God, what the heck did I just sign up for? <laughs> then you start exactly. to find out more information about it, right? Yep, yep, yep. I but see, that gets, me, that gets me motivated because I'm the yeah. world's laziest writer until somebody waves money in front of my nose, and I get all serious. Yes. <laughs> well, something has to motivate us, right? Whether it be money or that's a contract, yeah. I don't want to pay them back. I want to keep the dough. Yes, yes, I agree. Well, you know, that's kind of like a myth that you always hear about writers. Like, you know, even I, it's like when I think of a writer, I think of them sitting in front of their you know, their, their typewriter or, you know, their computer and they're looking out the window and they develop an inspiration and it just comes to them and they just start writing and writing and writing. For you, how, where does your inspiration come from? Is it more practical or is it more kind of like fantasy dream-like inspiring? Usually, uh, yeah, uh, Pat answer, I tell people, you know, it's, uh, I get the ideas of a month club and I get ideas once a month from the Cleveland, Ohio. But uh, in all actuality, it's just <laughs> reading stuff and seeing stuff on TV. Mm-hmm. I read a lot of nonfiction. I'm always looking at folklore and weird stories. Yeah. And Florida is like the best state in the world for weird stuff. I mean, there's so much I can put into stories here. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I remember last year we had an episode, uh, I think for Halloween, do you remember, Taryn, uh, our episode last year? It was about uh, urban legends and stuff in, 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 oh, yeah, in just the, the Orlando highways. area. I mean, On I-4. Yeah. <laughs> on I-4. I mean, some of the scary stuff that we uh, <laughs> we were talking about, it's just amazing that, you know, uh, they've had bodies uh, covered in one spot of I-4. And, and then there was accidents And accidents there. all over yeah, the place. Yeah, and, <laughs> I remember that. So, the I-4 dead zone, yeah, it's famous. There's more wrecks there than anywhere else in I-4 because it's over graves. 
Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. That's the part that we were talking about. Uh, now, um, I also know, I remember reading a, uh, I think it was Newsweek uh, magazine that had wrote about you. And I remember uh, when I read the article that it said that you also uh, sort of a spiritual guide um, that maybe uh, like the... Uh, the people that we had uh, prior uh, to you on the show, um, uh, not not a ghost adventure, but kind of a, a ghost hunter, a ghost, uh, you know, uh, tell us about that. Or am I mistaken? Well, I, I, well, I, I do a lot of uh, research into paranormal and hauntings. My, my novel, Breed, is set in St. Augustine, mm-hmm. and the main character is a ghost tour guide. So I spent a couple years researching the history and hauntings of St. Augustine. I've got some amazing stuff on film. And what's, what's fascinating about that town is everybody has a story. I've sat down with the mayor, the chief of police, city yeah. council members. They all have ghost stories. Wow. You know, it's funny because when I went to St. Augustine, I think I went there the first time for a um, a convention, uh, some, a meeting for a company I was working for. And I, I, I really remember, the only thing I remember about that um town was this this eerie feeling like this is not in my stomach <laughs> i don't want to say it and then you know people say uh but, but i just just had this really weird feeling when i entered that town and i honestly i mean yeah, we were there for a couple of days yeah. why is that is it is it that it has a lot of like a lot of is it that it has like a lot of ghost stories and hauntings well there's a lot of uh the town itself is built over a lot of graves, but it's got mm-hmm. an old history. And the Spanish people who lived there didn't want to be in St. Augustine. I mean, they're buried above the ground. I mean, it was a miserable place back in the 1500s. I mean, they wanted to oh, go wow. home. And they're stuck basically in a swamp, the humidity, the mosquitoes, the Indians. And, and you know, they're, they're restless spirits there. It's, it's funny because uh, I, I didn't plan on writing a book there, and I went up and took a ghost tour and later on the night, I was walking around. I went on the backside of the Talamado Cemetery, mm-hmm. an area that nobody goes to because this business next door had left her gate open. So it was about midnight, and I stuck a 35-millimeter Pentex up to the fence. I took a couple pictures. And when I developed them in one photo, there's a green beam of light hitting this above-ground crypt. Yeah. Standing mm-hmm. in the beam of light is a woman. And she's there, but you can see through her. And she's wearing an 1800-style Spanish dress. Oh, wow. And her face is like a corp- like a corpse. So I started asking people, and they're like, oh, yeah, she's been seen by lots of people. They call her the bride because the story is she died a week before her wedding was buried in the wedding gown. And I caught her on film. Oh, wow. So it just, amazing. You know, all the little alarms went off. And I said, I have to research this town. This is yeah. amazing. It was no big deal to the local residents. So they're like, oh, yeah, we're used to it. <laughs> wow. Amazing. I, I, honestly, I, I, I don't know absolutely zero history about St. Augustine. And like I said, the only thing. And I, honestly, I've only stopped there just for that one meeting that, that you know, that convention. Um, and I couldn't wait to get out of there um, after two <laughs> days. And honestly, I just had this really, like, I don't know, man, some, some feeling in the pit of my stomach just did not like it and just wanted to get out. Well, so I feel like when you live in a town and you start to get used to the hauntings of it, yeah. I lived for a while in Jamestown, North Carolina, and there is a small bridge called Lydia's Bridge. The girl had died in a car accident, I believe, on the bridge or under the bridge, and there's always the the, the sightings of Lydia. And so mm-hmm. we would always in the evenings go through there, and I wasn't so much scared of it is that as much as I wanted to see her, you know, because <laughs> you, know, you could read the stories about it, and I wanted to see her. So. That's that's amazing. Um, what else? So what else did you uncover uh, or or find out about uh, St. Augustine's? And then we'll come back to Orlando, of course, since it's our There's home. There's so much. Uh, 
when my when my novel Breed came out, one of my friends wanted uh, to go around the town because they were using the book basically as a tour guide to St. Augustine. And one of the places I wrote about was the St. Francis Inn, which is supposedly haunted by a ghost of a black woman named Lily. And the story was she fell in love with the, the nephew of the guy that owned the place, but that was forbidden back in those days. And they mm-hmm. sent her away, mm-hmm. and he hung himself in the attic. But it was her ghost that was haunting the place, which I couldn't understand. And my friends took a picture of room 3A, which is the haunted room. And yeah. at the time, the lights were on, but the shutters were closed. So the shutters on inside the glass, and they were, you know, half the windows covered. Mm-hmm. But when this picture came out, it was a digital photograph. There's a black woman, clear as bell, sitting in the window holding a black baby wrapped in a blanket. And I was Oof. like, wow, well, that says why she's haunting the place. She's holding the guy's, she's got the guy's baby. She's waiting for the father to come home. Yeah. But it was just yeah. adds to the story. But little things like that, there's so many stories in St. Augustine's of tragedy and, you know, pirates, invasions. There's, and, you know, the fort itself is where they kept a lot of prisoners. They also kept American Indians there at one time. Yeah. And there's one wall that you can see the firing squad holes, the bullet holes. Of course, the rangers will tell you, oh, that's seabirds trying to peck a nest, which is absolutely BS because they're in a straight line at chest level. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> amazing. All right. So, Al, we got to take a break. When we come back, okay. um, I want to continue with some of these stories about St. Augustine. And you said something key there uh, about uh, Native Americans or American Indians, uh, because I know you are uh, a Native American, or as you said it to me in the meeting that we had, um, the original part of the original people, which I love that. And I really want to talk more about that when we come back. Okay. Entrepreneurs and Overdrive, driven by Universal Tire and Auto. Unfiltered, unafraid, Florida Man Radio. Hello and welcome back to Entrepreneurs in Overdrive, brought to you by Universal Tire and Auto. By the way, do not forget to stay tuned with us for that American Ghost Adventure giveaway. Actually, if I were you, what I would do is go on to uh, overdriveradio.org and locate that yellow button. It's a big yellow <laughs> button. It's going to say giveaway. And when we tell you, we're going to give you this special code that you're going to enter. And yep. then you might win. And they, the American Ghost Adventures told us uh, when they were on that even if you do not win one of the two two-hour tours, walking tours of downtown Orlando filled yep. with paranormal activity and ghosts, um, they might give you a special... Special something something, <laughs> little something something. Little something something. All right. So. Well, we are ple- uh, we have the pleasure and honor to have to bring back our guest, uh, Mr. Al. Going back, uh, Al, you with us on the phone? I am here. Oh, hello, back, Excellent. sir. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> we were talking um, about some of the paranormal uh, normal activities uh, there in in St. Augustine, um, and and I want to know more about Orlando as well. So if you have any more about St. Augustine, tell us, uh, and then, you know, let's bring it back to Orlando and see what else we know about Orlando. Well, well, St. Augustine, like I say, is to me the most haunted spot in Florida. Mm -hmm. I mean, but we've got our own spooky places around here. I was uh, a caretaker for almost eight years at Greenwood Cemetery in downtown Orlando. Oh, wow. And this is a cemetery that dates back to 1880. It's 100 acres in size and has approximately 75,000 buried there, including wow. former mayors of Orlando. Anybody had a street named after them, like Bumby, Gore, Robinson, they're all there. Wow. Uh, the grandson of Thomas Jefferson's there and a descendant of Daniel Boone's there. 
Ooh. Also, the, the the victim of the Okoye uh, massacre and riots, which is the 100th anniversary, is just coming up pretty soon. Uh, July Perry, who was lynched because he tried attempted to vote. And there was a big scuffle, and that's when the p- people went through Okoye and burned out all the black people, and there was wow. like sixty black people killed. So there's a lot of a lot of energy in, in Greenwood. I mean, with, there's three baby sections there for infants. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's four people from the Pulse uh, shootings buried there, mm-hmm. and they do history tours. And uh, American Ghost Adventures occasionally did uh, ghost tours out there. But wow. There's a lot of activity out there. I've seen a lot of things happen. I've, I've seen w- just working there during the day. I was taking a break, and I looked up, and a man was walking to me very angry ac- across the, the graveyard, and he got right up to me, and he disappeared. And if that don't pucker your butt, nothing <laughs> <laughs> I agree, man. I would have probably <laughs> dropped whatever I had <laughs> and bolted the other way. So what do you do in a situation like this? I mean, I'm. I, what you did just, you do? You look at it like, I didn't see that, did I? And I'm like, oh, hell yeah, it's too good. I, I saw it, and I'm like, Okay, sorry, and I moved where I was at because I figured I was over a grave that he wasn't too happy about. Ah. Ooh, probably. You're right. You're right. You're right. My but over there, there's God. no, there's very few walkways or anything. So when you park, you're, or when you drive a cart, you're mm-hmm. passing over over bodies. You can't help it. Ah. Oh man, yeah. Wow. So, so I mean, you know, just, 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 you know, um, what, what do they say? Just for, uh, you know, for, for, for. I don't know, for information, I guess. I wanted to say for, for giggles and whatever, but this is not funny. <laughs> for information, what do you do in a situation? I mean, you know, when, when, when you see something like this paranormal and you're like, oh boy, <laughs> what do you do? Do you just run? Do you drop? Do you stop? Do you, what? I mean, do you stop, drop, and roll? <laughs> it, doesn't bo- it doesn't bother me because the native culture that I was brought up into, yeah. we're a very firm believer in spirits. Mm-hmm. We, and we believe when we cross over into the spirit world, yeah. we, we're allowed to come back and visit families. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Christian concept of heaven where it's a far-off place and you can never come back, I said, that's a punishment. If you can't come back and see your loved ones, it'd be a terrible thing. So we believe that we don't go too far when we die. Yeah. And the greatest honor is to come back and be a guide for other people to help them through through this lifetime. Yeah. So we're, we're raised with the belief in spirits. When we do ceremonies and stuff, we're always honoring our ancestors and honoring the spirits. Mm-hmm. So when you see something, I've been through oh, vision quests, sweat lodge ceremonies, tons of pipe ceremonies, mm-hmm. and you see stuff that kind of like would normally put the, make the hairs on the back of your neck stand up, but you get accustomed to that. Yeah. yeah. So after seven years wor- working in a cemetery, and I've been in a lot of cemeteries late at night, and I've seen things that can't be explained, and you, people may not believe in it, but there's there's things that you see, and you you know you saw them, and you're like, okay, that's not normal. That shouldn't have just floated past me. And yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't have heard somebody sneeze, sneeze behind me and turn around, there's nobody there. Yeah. And that happened in Greenwood a lot. And, and I've heard about shadow people, and the last time I was out there at nighttime, my wife and I are walking down a hill, and I'm looks like a whole bunch of people walking in front of me. And I asked her, I didn't say what I was seeing. I said, are you seeing this? And I go, she goes, yeah. I said, what do you see? And she goes, it looks like people. It looks like shadows. Wow. And so we're like, okay, uh, time to go back up the hill and go in the office and have a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I kind and that of- was American Ghost Adventures stirring, stirring them up that night, too, on their tour. They were out there talking with flashlights and using meters. They stirred something up. So I went back oh, up to wow. the office spent the night. <laughs> yeah, smart move. <laughs> I kind of feel like if you have sort of the belief in the spirits and in the ghosts, you almost kind of open yourself up and 
it, it attracts towards you. Do you believe that? Like you, you're you're able to see things that maybe somebody who's kind of shut out and, and not wanting or willing to believe that there are spirits and that there are ghosts and there's an afterlife around you, <laughs> that there may they would be less willing and able to see those things. Well, it's it's true because you got to think when you cross over, if you're a spirit. What you would want more in, in life is to be acknowledged, to be recognized that you're still there, mm-hmm. that you you didn't die, become nothing. Especially if you're with a, a family member. I mean, uh, a week after my aunt passed, I turned around in the kitchen and from getting something out of the refrigerator, and this woman standing there with her hands behind her back and scared the tar out of me, and she faded into nothing. Mm-hmm. I hadn't seen my aunt in about 15 years, but wow. it was three days after she died. So I, after I got over the initial shock, I'm like, oh, okay, hi. <laughs> Thanks for stopping by. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I was like, yeah, you, you would want to be, especially if, you're, it's a, if you had a tragic ending or if you were alone and people didn't know what happened to you, yeah, you would try to reach out and make contact with somebody just to acknowledge your presence. That would mean a lot to somebody. If I was dead, it'd mean a lot to people know that basically I'm still around. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I do I 100% believe that what, what Taryn was saying and what you're saying, um, the fact that you come from a such a rich culture uh, that understands um, and, and, and kind of uh, lives and honors and, 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 and celebrates, uh, you know, this world and other worlds uh, and kind of has a, a special understanding of these things, I think probably helps uh, uh, make you kind of uh, a better, maybe a better writer or a better person to bring us these information. Would you agree? Well, yeah, I try. Yes, I try to bring in my culture and a lot of stuff that I've I've written. Yeah. Uh, basically, I, I'm a, I consider myself a modern storyteller. Yeah. I always do like my ancestors did when they told oral stories. You put the, put the teachings in the story, mm-hmm. and you educate people whether they whether they like it or not. Yeah. Uh, my books are been used down at the Orange County Correctional Facility for a youthful offender program. Now they didn't know I was local, and they sent me this packet from the jail. And I got it to the house, and I, it was forwarded from my publisher. And the first thing I thought was, oh, my God, what have my teenage son's done now? <laughs> but it, was, it, it was his course, and they had an eight-week program for youthful offenders. And these are like 14, 15, 16-year-olds who have done adult crimes, yeah. and they're in jail for them. Mm-hmm. And they would read my books and do a, do a report at the end of the eight weeks. And if they kept their nose clean, they did a good job. They were rewarded by their families being allowed to come to jail and bring a home-cooked meal. Oh, that's awesome. So I was like, wow, wow that's, that's so incredible. Kids in jail could get, get their families to come in and have this event because of me. So yeah. I called them up and said, look, you know, why are you using my books? I kill people in horrible ways. And they go, <laughs> yeah, but you, you, you also have the teachings, you know, respect exactly. your elders, respect your land, yeah. and all this. And the kids are getting something out of it. Yeah. So I went down there several times talking to these kids, and they, they were amazing. They had they got so much out of the stories, and they had such amazing questions to ask me. That, but when they left the room, they were like, oh, this kid's in for armed robbery. This kid's in for murder. This kid's in for something else hideous. And they're all going to prison. And I just think if somebody could have got to them quicker with a book, Faster, yeah, a lot of them had never read a book before. Yeah. If somebody could have got quicker with the teachings, maybe they wouldn't have been in trouble. I agree. I agree. I actually couldn't agree with you more. Um, I do believe that um, uh, maybe a lot of a lot of these young offenders, uh, uh, you know, the, uh, who failed who I, I don't believe anybody's born um, with, you know, uh, I don't know, with with like or a with the intent. Ma- ma- yeah. yeah. Or or the intent to, you know, go out in the morning and, and, and hurt people or whatever uh, in any which way, shape or form. I be I do believe that we as a as a society fail them. In, in 
that yeah. we don't bring them these things fast enough that they can learn that there's different things. And, you know, I agree with you. I think, um, in my opinion, anyways, for me, throughout my readings, throughout the books I've read throughout my life, uh, any message, whether it's a short, long, whatever, uh, that, that, was, that was kind of, uh, I don't know, kind of like uh, gift-wrapped uh, in, in, in a good setting of um, a good story, something that'll stick with you. Just to, pretty much like if you're studying a, an equation or something, the way to remember it is sing it, you know, put it in words, put it in something fun. This way, rhyme it. This way, it, your mind can kind of get used to it or, 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 you know, get familiar with it. But it's the same kind of, yeah, kind of, kind of the same sense that, that you gift wrap it in, in a, in a good story, something that'll stick with you forever. You know, my, I read the story once that was this and, and they'll never forget the story. However, they may forget the principle itself, but they will never forget the story. And this way they can always derive that from it. So go ahead. I'm sorry. It's like sugar coating medicine. I mean, they they swallow it, they get a little information and you throw it out there with traditional oral teachings. They would throw a lesson out, and if you didn't get it, then the, well, you didn't deserve to have it. It was meant exactly. for somebody else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you yeah. had to be on your toes. That's what I'm trying to do with mine, because if I write nonfiction about Native culture, a lot yeah. of people aren't going to read it. Mm-hmm. If I put it into a story and make it entertaining and make it horrific or a fantasy, then yeah. they're going to they're gonna enjoy it and get a little bit out of it without being shoved down their throat. I, I agree with you 100%. Now, yeah. you, have a, you have a new book that just came out in 2019 called Coyote Rage. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? Coyote Rage is uh, set here in Florida. It's part of it takes place in Greenwood Cemetery in Orlando. Mm-hmm. Part of it takes place in Sanford, and uh, the other part of it takes place in Dolan Lati, which is from Native American culture, from Cherokee culture. It's the sky world where the animals and the people all existed before this world. They came down to this world because mm-hmm. sky world got too crowded. Mm-hmm. So the basic concept is uh, once every seven years in sky world, the Great Council meets. And at the council, it was a representative of every race, every type of being, animals and people. And they can all communicate because Indians believed that back in the day, animals and people could talk together. So Coyote, who's the trickster, wants to do away with the representative of mankind. Because if you kill the representative of mankind at the Great Council, then mankind loses power in this world and the animals Mm -hmm. will again take over. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Amazing. Uh, you know, you said something to me, and and now, see, now I'm starting to understand you a little bit more. Because <laughs> you said something to me in our meeting that we talked the first time, and uh, you said to me, and I, I said, I said to you, you know, uh, writing, you know, like about horror and and thrillers, and you corrected me and said and thrillers and stuff, and and I said, and then children's books, wow, one extreme to the other, and see, now I understand, coming from a rich culture like this. That is one umbrella can that can actually contain something like this, where um, you know where you've got the spirituality side, and then you have to teach young kids throughout that verbal message that you were just talking about, that kind of you know um, and and kind of bring them up. So with a culture like this, yes, it can have that big umbrella. And see, now I understand you better. <laughs> so it it just kind of crossed my mind, yeah. 
Go ahead. I'm sorry. So the children's books, I was reaching a younger audience. I mean, one of them is an award winner also. And there are the two books were The Eagle Feathers and The Gift. Yeah. And The Gift was basically a story how natives believe that God gives us all a gift. Everybody has a talent in this world. Yeah. And it's the misadventures of this young Kiowa boy trying to find out what his gift is. Yeah. Eagle Feathers basically explained about uh, the dance fan and why Eagle Feathers is so important to the, the native people. And this little boy wants to go out and obtain eagle feathers because his grandmother's fan is falling apart. He wants to give her a fan so she could dance at the powwow. Problem is, he doesn't know what an eagle looks like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, so, so what happens? You got my curiosity. You got you gotta, you gotta get the book. You gotta read. Oh man, <laughs> you guys can't do this. <laughs> That's amazing. Never give away the ending. Yeah, I know. That's I, right. know I know. That's that's awesome. No, I. You know what? Um, I can honestly tell you, Al, that that um, I've read a few things about you that I can honestly say, um, one of very very few people. Um, I'm saying this to the audience, uh, to the listeners. One of the very very few people that that have such diversity. Uh, in his personality, in his writings, that that is just an amazing, amazing person to sit there and talk to and and have a conversation with. So, um, <laughs> uh, well, we really appreciate you, Al. Um, we have to take a break. When we come back, um, remember we're gonna do our American Ghost. Uh, uh, adventure giveaway, and we are going to finish our conversation with Owl going back. Entrepreneurs and Overdrive, driven by Universal Tire and Auto, unfiltered, unafraid, Florida Man Radio. <laughs> Hello, and welcome back to our episode halloween episode special on entrepreneurs in overdrive hey mike what are you going to dress up as for halloween you don't want to know <laughs> <laughs> yeah who needs clothes i'll be uh what do you call it today samurai <laughs> no i'm just kidding uh, are they samurai well no no what, what are they called those uh, uh those big guys in diapers uh, no i'm just kidding um anyhow so um again uh, this is uh, Entrepreneurs in Overdrive. Entrepreneurs in Overdrive is brought to you by Universal Tire and Auto. And, oh my God. <laughs> uh, somebody just walked in the studio with, I don't know what that, what, that, uh, what do you call it, costume is, but anyways. Um, so today in our really special episode, Halloween special episode, um, we have our esteemed guest with us, Mr. Al going back. And remember, guys, we're going to give away in a couple of minutes the yes. American Ghost Adventure. You're going to have to log on to OverdriveRadio.org. So log on to OverdriveRadio.org and be ready. We are going to definitely do it in a couple of minutes so uh stay with us owl all right um we were talking about uh what, what you told me which again i love what you said the original people which you're absolutely correct it is the original people and you said something to me that is so key so key that i do believe our young men and women uh, and and parents need to um instill in our children which is if they don't know the history of the original people in this country, they don't know their own history. 
Exactly. I, I tell people I, I don't use the term Native American because the way I look at it, we're all Native American. Anybody yes. born in this country is Native American. Yeah. If you're born here, then the history of America is part of your history. Exactly. It doesn't matter what color skin you have. We mm-hmm. should learn the history of the, the African Americans, the Native Americans, the yep. Indians. is all part of the American history. We should know it all. I mean, yep. Florida, people living in Florida, there is... The Indian history here is so rich. There were so many tribes here at one time. Yeah. Yeah. You look at a. I got a map of St. John's River from the 1800s, and there was villages all up and down the St. St. John's River. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, when the Spanish came, uh, they were they were brutal. I mean, the, the, the Indians yeah. were enslaved. They were murdered. The Spanish traveled with large packs of dogs. Mm-hmm. They didn't bring dog food. They would feed Indian women and children to the dogs to feed wow. them. And when the Spain pulled out of Florida, they took with them 80 Indians, and that was pretty much all that was left. The, the state was completely empty. The, they left behind their cattle, and that's why the Seminoles moved down. They saw these great herds of cattle, nobody taking care of them. The Seminoles yeah. moved down from Georgia and took over the state. Correct. And they were right. here for the longest time. The people saw the Seminoles with all these cattle. It's like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Why do these Indians have all this stuff and we don't? Yeah. But, yeah, the, the history is fascinating, I mean, especially in this area. Yeah. But the whole country, if you look at the highways and, and the riverways of America, they was major cities, native cities along this area, first people, yeah. and the mound builders, the culture they had. Mm-hmm. I agree. I, you know, there's nothing, uh, me personally, um, uh, the, you know, with this political correctness BS of nowadays, um, I don't. You know, I honestly don't like this word Native Americans or indig- indigenous or come on. This is this is what you said is the correct term, the original people. And this is they are part of your history. You got to learn it. You got to know it. And if you don't know it, first of all, it's an extremely rich history. So something to be very proud of, in my opinion. I know I'm not, um, I don't belong to that culture. Um, well, I don't belong uh, by, by birth to that culture. However, I do belong to it by, uh, by, by my history and my beliefs. So I know you want to say yeah, something. Yeah, every, everybody needs roots. I mean, that's the problem with the, uh, the, the first people, the native people have been saying for a long time with uh, the Europeans have come to this country. Yeah. They separate your roots. And a lot of young people don't know their heritage. They don't know their roots. Yeah. But you look at the, the cultures who have strong roots, whether it's the native people, the First Nations, or the Jewish heritage, yeah. or people like that who know their roots. The trees are stronger. You cut off the roots, the tree falls. Yes. Yes, that is yes. very true. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I do believe, again, uh, going back to um, uh, the roots, I, I do believe that all of us as as Americans need to dig ourselves down into those roots, into the, the native rules, as you said, or, or the, the original people rules. I think that's uh, roots. That's definitely something that we all should be very proud of. Now, I want to let everybody know again that your latest book, Coyote Rage, um, it's available on Amazon, um, Audibles. Uh, where else can people find your book? Uh, I'll be in a parking lot selling a lot of the trunk later okay. on today. <laughs> <laughs> that works too. Yeah, I know. Hey, that. Yep, absolutely. Do they get a special though? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I know. Deal. Uh, I know it's on Amazon. I'm not sure if it's on Barnes and Noble. Most of my books are on BarnesandNoble.com. Yeah. Uh, some of my stuff's in libraries. I mean, if you don't want to spend the money, go check out something in a library. I know my first novel, Crota came out in hardback and it's always been in the libraries. They don't have it, they can get it through get it for you through the interlibrary loan system. Yeah. Absolutely. That's the one That's the one that you won the uh, Bram Sto- uh, Stokers on, right? Crota? I, I won on Crota, Crota and Coyote Rage. Coyote Rage just won for best novel of the year. 
Oh, wow. Amazing. Amazing. Um, again, if, if um, uh, you know, it's funny, Al. <laughs> I come home, tell my, and I told you this story. I tell my teenage girl and I say, um, you know, I'm going to have Al going back on, on, on the show. Uh, we're going to talk to him on the Halloween special. And she looked at me and she, her jaw dropped. And I'm like, uh, what, what's wrong? She goes, Oh my God, do you know who he is? And I'm like, she's, she's an avid reader. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, um, avid reader, avid writer. Too. Yeah. Writer yeah. as well. So <laughs> she like, right. well, yeah. So she was like, so floored by it. So I want you to, 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 for her and, and for, for the young, uh, listeners that we have, um, I want you to, 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 um, talk to them or, or tell them about writing. What's, what's your, what's maybe some secrets or something that you can share with them to encourage them, help to keep them on, on, on the, uh, on the path. It's re real easy. The hard, hardest thing about writing, especially here in Florida is keeping your butt in the chair. Taking time <laughs> to write. Uh, yeah. The weather's too nice. I know. I mean, if you, if you set a goal and I don't care what level you're at, if you could write a few words a day, a page a day, that's fine. Uh, don't worry about not having a master's degree because I am completely self-educated. I've never had a formal writing class in my life. I went out and did everything on my own and Amazing. read books. There's books on the subject and writing. Yeah. Uh, but the best thing is, is keep practicing your, your craft and don't give up. Yeah. It takes a while to master it, but you know it will come. It's like anything; the more you do it, the better you get at it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I agree one thousand percent. It's, uh, you know, it, it's. I think you're right. I mean, without a doubt, you're you're a very talented writer. There's there's absolutely no doubt there. But I agree with you to hone in your craft. You know, there's something that. Um, uh, that basketballer, uh, what's his name, Eric? Uh, the guy that used to be with Cleveland and went to. Um, it's like the best basketball. LeBron? Yeah, LeBron. LeBron said something, um, which, you know, unfortunately I don't follow uh, uh, professional basketball anymore. But, however, LeBron said something that made me really respect him a couple of years ago. Uh, he was talking about another guy, and he says, I respect this guy because this guy never stops working on his craft. Even as a basketballer, that's part, uh, that uh, to him, it's a professional way of approaching it, that you have to work on your craft. So I, I couldn't agree with you more. No matter how good you are, how much of a talent or, or a base talent that you have, without kind of shaping it and working on it and just keep going at it and sticking to it and, and, and persevering, uh, I don't think you can get anywhere. Yeah, and when you're not writing, read. Read as much as you can, and just don't read fiction. I mean, read nonfiction, read history, read science, because these are things that you can get little pointers from that you can put in your stories. Yeah. I mean, I, I researched St. Augustine so I could put it in the background of the novel Breed, so yeah. it made it better. Yeah. I set my novel Evil Whispers uh, uh, in central Florida along the Wakaiva River, so I went along to Wakaiva, took canoe trips, visited uh, the area. So that's all. So when I wrote about it, it was it was the background filler, which makes the story more believable. Yeah. But you're always constantly reading, and when you're not writing, you read, and that's how be, how you become a good writer. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you 100. Um, percent Anyways, uh, uh, I wanted Owl. I wanted to thank you for being with us today and helping us celebrate uh, a special day of the year, uh, Halloween. Uh, and being a part of our lineup for today. And, and you know, what, what a treat to have you uh, with us on this show. Uh, thank you so much, my friend, for coming and, and, and uh, gracing us with your presence. And, and Yeah, it's you know, been wonderful having you here it's today. It's absolutely wonderful to have you and, here. And hopefully we'll get to meet you, because unfortunately we're doing it, we we're, we're doing so it on air, but, today, you know, with but the way times are right now, it's, it's safer yeah. that yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. 
So absolutely. So thank you so much. Yeah, for I wanted being to come in, but I just couldn't. I couldn't take the chance for the COVID. Totally like, okay, understand. Let me just stay home. It's safer. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, so again, thank you for having me, guys. This has been a blast. Thank you. Thank you so much. Same here. Absolutely. You've definitely enriched us today, and I really and I hope uh, uh, our listeners, um, you know, are. Uh, as in, feel as enriched as we have today by by this short uh, time that we've spent together. Uh, anyhow, let's talk about American Ghost Adventure. Yes, so you're going to have to go to overdriveradio.org and you're going to click on the giveaway button and you're going to type in the promo code Ghost Tours. That's your promo code. <laughs> I know it's not. Come and guess it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, give us your information, and you might be a winner of a two-hour ghost tour in downtown Orlando. Guess what? And if you don't win, guess what? You might get something, get something else. Special. So, yeah, she said, definitely log in. <laughs> Overdriveradio.org. You'll see the big giveaway button. Ghost Tours is the promo code. And we don't care who you are, what you are, even if you're affiliated with Universal Tire and Auto. And I'm saying this to my guys. <laughs> uh, if you want to, hey, if you don't win, you might get something special uh, on the back end. Exactly. So there you go. Um, okay. So again, uh, it was a great Halloween special. Um, we have uh, definitely enjoyed it with you guys. And we have uh, enjoyed uh, your company here on uh, Florida Man Radio. Yes. Unfortunately, this will be our last episode on Florida Man Radio. Uh, we will be moving to a different platform. Please check out our website, overdriveradio.org, to find out what our next and uh, uh, exciting new adventures are going to land us. So talk to you soon, everybody. <laughs>